We had one Latin music creator. She wrote a song, someone else sang it, another scholarship recipient did the production of it. And so they're coming together to create music together. And that is just incredible. Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. In this episode, I'm speaking with Silvana Montenegro, Global Head of Advancing Hispanics and Latinos at JPMorgan Chase, and Rocky Egusquiza, Executive Director of the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation. Silvana and Rocky established a wonderful partnership focused on teaching financial education to students. These leaders shared the importance of coming together to support Latinos in building a strong future. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to both of you to the Women on the Move podcast, Rocky and Silvana. It is great to have you both with us today. Thank you, Sam. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor to join you. So we have so much to talk about in terms of your backgrounds, the work that you do, how we all collaborate. So let's just start with what is new in terms of your world. So Silvana, you and I work very closely together on a day-to-day basis as part of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Group with J.P. Morgan Chase. But let's hear from you what is new with your world with advancing Hispanics and Latinos. What are you focused on right now and really want to accomplish this year? I think that, first of all, I'm very proud two years in to this organization. And I think that where we've been very focused on is around the development of our students. That means even through our internal programs, as well as our external impact. Internally, we're just graduating our second class of ABP AHL fellow students who are college sophomores that come spend six weeks with us to really get a head start in their careers. And I think the other example, of course, is our collaboration with the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation, where we're providing financial health education for talented students and their parents at scale. So super exciting. And there is much more to come as we continue on this journey. So the fellowship that you mentioned there is really a joint collaboration with your team, Advancing Hispanics and Latinos, as well as our Advancing Black Pathways team. And I think it really just shows how closely we all do work together on so many different things that we're really trying to focus on different segments, but do it together in the best possible way. I thank you on that. So Rocky, you're the executive director of the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation. You've led or founded a number of Latino organizations. So I'd love to hear from you a little bit about your career journey. How did you get to where you are today? Take us through your backgrounds. Well, I can't really talk about my journey without mentioning that I'm a boy mom. I have a five-year-old little boy that is my why and my purpose. I'm also a dog lover. I love sports and music, which really brings me to my current role at the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation. I share the commonalities of any immigrant family story. Parents immigrated to this country with nothing, worked hard, they succeeded against all odds, and they taught my brothers and I really the value of hard work and education. And they saw education as that economic equalizer for us as a family and knew how important that would be. So whether it was opening our home to other immigrant families or friends, lending a helping hand, my mom used to always say, just add more water to the soup and more people can join the meal. They really led by example and showed us the value of paying it forward and helping others. When I think about my career, whether it's been in government, corporate, nonprofits, media, sports, or the music industry, that's really been the common denominator and purpose. It's been about paying it forward, working with purpose, giving back. And that's why I've been 
such an advocate when it comes to the Hispanic community, helping start Hispanic organizations, working in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion throughout my career. I'm a product of seeing the importance and the value of communities coming together, those private-public partnerships, everyone really coming together to make a difference, make an impact, and help our diverse communities move forward collectively. I love that. You can see that really clearly. I think you're in such a unique organization right now. Can you tell us how you view the role of the foundation in really supporting Latin artists? What is it that you do for them that's really unique? And how can you make sure that their goals, their music, how they reach their audiences in a better way? Well, our focus at the Latin Grammy Culture Foundation is twofold. One, on that next generation of Latin music creators. So we really support young music creators through education, through scholarships, mentoring, really looking at those career pathways and how we can ensure that they're successful. We also focus on Latin music preservation. And so we work globally to look at how do we preserve Latin music and how do we tell those stories? When you think back, oftentimes Latin music, like many music genres, is handed down through generations as oral histories. And so one of the things we've learned and that we found is that there's a lot of music, the music itself, whether it's the tradition, sometimes it's instruments that were used to create this music that no longer exists, that many people aren't even aware of or don't know about. So we get some incredible applications globally of folks that are really trying to preserve that history and that Latin music. I love thinking about that. I'm sure there's so many great examples of types of music, songs, instruments that you found that just must be so interesting to music lovers. There's so much need, whether it's both on the scholarship and academic side and even on the Latin music preservation and research side, because we see the number of applications, the requests, and obviously we're not in a position to be able to support all of them. But that just empowers us to understand that our vision and our mission is so needed, and we're so excited to be able to impact communities in partnership with organizations like J.P. Morgan. So that is a great segue. would love to talk about that. And Silvana, you've been really running with this partnership, and I'd love to understand from you what was so exciting and attractive to you about partnering with the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation and in particular reaching students. First of all, I think there is no doubt that Latin music touches the entire world, and it's a great connector for everyone. One of the ways that we can really help the community is by making sure that Latin music is even more accessible and that we can support artists regardless where they come from. The basis of continuing to grow as individuals is obviously through financial health, because we want to make sure that these artists have the tools and resources they need, not only to have a thriving career in music, but also to build their families, build their journeys, and so forth. When we met with the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation, first of all, we were very inspired by the mission and the work that they do not only help music, but help students and individuals thrive. And that is so aligned with the work that we're doing through Advancing Hispanics and Latinos, which is really creating opportunities for students and individuals overall. Thanks to this alignment, we said, okay, let's collaborate to give these students the best opportunities that they can have to thrive in life. And long story short, here we are. We've held our first master series, so we're collaborating. We call it the Latin Grammy Master Series, Educación Financiera. 
We had a kickoff in Miami. We have an upcoming session with parents. We have a couple of additional impersonal events this year. So super excited. And this is an organization that we're deeply fond of. Silvana, you have done so much to educate the community, not only the Hispanic and Latino community, but the broader community about the needs of Hispanic Latinos and also the myths that might be out there. When you think about financial education and financial health, What is it that you want to convey that's so important to this community, whether that's knowledge about them or behavior that you want to change? When I'm thinking about underserved, I want to make sure that Latinos, and by the way, other underserved communities as well, understand that, one, there are resources that are available to them. Even though there are organizations that may seem scary at first, we're really here to help in terms of driving their success. The other myth that I want to dispel is the fact that all Latinos are underserved. This is a community that is significantly contributing to the U.S. economy. So to put it into numbers, we have today Latinos contribute $2.8 trillion to the U.S. economy. If we were a standalone economy, we would be talking about the fifth largest economy in the world and the third fastest growing economy in the world. But also understanding that there is a huge potential here that we want to make sure that we all need to engage with because we're talking about economic growth. That's economic growth for everyone in the country. I love hearing about the financial stories and lessons learned. Rocky, I'd love to talk with you about leadership lessons that you've learned in your current role, but really across your career. Is there something that was important to you in terms of your own leadership experiences and things that you wanted to convey to others who are coming behind you? When I think about my career and the leadership experiences I've had, I'd say one of the first is pave the way. Individuals throughout my career that helped me understand whether it was the culture of an organization, you don't know what you don't know. And since we're also talking about finances and the importance of finances, I remember my first job that offered me the opportunity to contribute to a 401k. My parents didn't have 401ks. So I didn't have anyone to talk to and to help me understand the importance of that and how important it was to contribute early so that I could really help build that long-term wealth. Find those allies, find those mentors, find those sponsors that'll help you and ask the questions. I think sometimes we just don't ask the questions, for example, around the 401k maybe and the value and the importance of contributing to that early because we want to seem like we know I'm supposed to know these things, right? But it's okay to ask questions. We're constantly learning. I'm so glad you talked about the things we're supposed to know. I think about this a lot when it comes to financial literacy. Really, it's not taught anywhere. So unless you've had it at home, your parents were specific in teaching you these things, how would you know these things? I feel like I was pretty well positioned growing up, but it really wasn't until I left the house, I was on my own, where my dad sat me down and taught me a budget, what that looked like, the elements of it. And by golly, I was very surprised at all the things I had to make room for in that budget on my own. But so I can only imagine what most people have or don't. So I love the point you raised and really encouraging people to ask those questions. What made you comfortable asking questions on the 401k since your family hadn't had that experience? Not knowing kind of what it meant or the impact it could have. I remember going home and asking my parents first because we, as a family, that's who I would go to first, my parents or my brothers. 
they couldn't really give me advice or support because they weren't aware. And so I went to my boss. I was lucky that at the time I had a female boss who sat me down and said, you need to contribute. Even if you contribute a small amount, that small amount is going to grow over time. You should always contribute something. I trusted her. I respected her. I started by contributing something. She connected me to the organization that was managing the 401k for the company, connected me to a representative there that could walk me through and explain it to me. And I could ask more questions and kind of gain a better understanding of what was that right percentage to contribute. And again, a lot of companies match what you contribute. That was kind of where my boss was very clear. She said, you're leaving money on the table if you're not contributing. That really resonated. And I understood that and understood the value of that. If I didn't contribute, they wouldn't match. So I was actually leaving money on the table. That was money that I was entitled to and that I was able to earn. It's sad because oftentimes not everyone in a company contributes to the 401k or understands that they're leaving money on the table. I'd love to reinforce that point. So if listeners out there have 401ks offered at their company, definitely take advantage of that. We like to say max out if you can to take advantage of all those contributions from the company, but also to make sure your money does grow over time. And the sooner you do it and the earlier and the more you can do, the better over time. So thank you. So Silvana, can you tell us about any success stories or just really interesting learnings you've seen from students through these partnerships where that light bulb goes off, kind of what Rocky's describing, reaching that aha moment for herself? For me, there is one in particular. This student had been participating in different organizations and they really didn't know what they wanted to do in terms of a career. They grew up in a family that didn't have many resources, again, like Rocky daughter of immigrants. And she never thought that JP Morgan Chase would ever be an option for her until she sees on LinkedIn, there is this communication around, we're looking for fellows to join our ABP, Advancing Black Pathways and Advancing Hispanics and Latinos program. And I'm at an event and then this woman comes and she says, oh my God, I'm so happy to meet you. I am going to be part of the first class of AHL Fellows this year. And she was so excited because she was the first to go to college in her family. And that was a very nice moment when I see the first fellow that I get to meet. Fast forward, she got an offer to come back for an internship. And she and I connected again. And she said that her parents are so proud of her and they still cannot believe that she's building a career in the largest bank in the world. Those stories are really okay. But we do the work that we do because we want to change lives. Thank you. I love that. Very happy for her and the other fellows as part of this program. Rocky, were there any particular moments from the masterclass that you ran already that stood out to you in terms of the importance of this financial education? Well, as Savannah shared, I think something that's unique in addition to all the financial education that they received from the community managers at JP Morgan was having Emilio Stefan and then also having Nelson Alboreda, which he's a very successful executive in the music industry, share their personal stories. Because I think that allows the students to identify and see individuals and understand from their journey. 
And Nelson literally took out while he was sharing his story, a credit card, and it was from JP Morgan Chase. And he said, I still carry with me the very first credit card that I was ever given when I started college. But he kept that very first card that he was ever issued because it was that important and it mattered that much to him. And I thought that was very interesting and kind of shows the impact that finances and this financial education and our financial journeys have on us. And even later in life, regardless of the level of our success, we don't forget when we were given credit, when we were given those initial opportunities and learned how to navigate that ourselves. In addition to working together on financial education, we also enjoy a nice partnership where we get to go to the Latin Grammys. And Silvana, I think you were there and got to attend this. So I'm wondering, what was that experience like for you? Tell us about what you did, what you saw. The experience was amazing in summary. I think the first year that I went was really for a day. We got to experience the performance, the awards, which was very new to me. Having said that, I think last year was even more special. And it was special because we may see on TV the Latin Grammy Awards, great music. We see this artist being recognized. But what I didn't see on TV that I got to experience this time around is that the Latin Grammy is actually a week of events. And you have sessions that are focused on women and what is the impact and recognition of some of these women have made not only to the industry, but other industries overall. You get to meet with individuals that are driving tremendous impact in the industry, really using their voices to shape the narrative, not only of our communities, but business, music, and all. So I think that what I learned was not only that, yes, the artists are fantastic, the students performing warms your heart, but also it's a much broader commitment. The Latin Grammy is really shaping how the world experienced music and how the world thrived. And Rocky, what does that week mean to you, all of these events and the behind the scenes and what's really happening on the ground? Well, for us, it's really about providing that access and opportunity to our scholarship recipients who really become ambassadors for us and for the organization. So last year, for example, we had more than 15 of our scholarship recipients who participated in activities and programs throughout the week, whether it was going to a rehearsal, learning what the backstage looks like, understanding what goes in to a production. Here you have a young Latina music creator handing a trophy to someone that they idolize and they're having the opportunity to meet them and have a conversation with them backstage and really seeing and understanding that network that these young Latin music creators are creating for themselves. So the stories that I was hearing from each of them, how they supported each other, how they're supporting each other in school, how they're supporting each other post-school. We had one Latin music creator. She wrote a song. Someone else sang it. Another scholarship recipient did the production of it. And so they're coming together to create music together. And that is just incredible. And for me, the biggest highlight was when our scholarship recipients were able to perform on stage with Nikki Jam. We announced our Nikki Jam Prodigy Scholarship, and for the first time, they performed on stage with Nikki Jam, four of our scholarship recipients, and talk about a life-changing moment for them. We like to say that our scholarship is más que una beca. It's more than a scholarship because we're providing access, opportunity, networking. We're really giving that 360 approach to ensure that these students can be successful in the future, including our financial education partnership with J.P. Morgan, because they don't learn that at school. 
That is a thrill, by the way. Wow, to be on stage like that. So exciting. I'd love to ask you both questions that we're asking our guests this year, which are around ambition. So they are, number one, are you ambitious? Do you consider yourself ambitious? And second, what are you ambitious for? So Rocky, I'd love for you to take that on first. Yes, I consider myself ambitious. Absolutely. If I didn't have ambition, I probably wouldn't have been able to accomplish all the wonderful things I've been able to accomplish throughout my career. And if you ask me what I'm ambitious for, I mean, I think I'm ambitious for purpose. I'm an advocate for our community. I'm ambitious to help others to really pave the way and to see that impact. I love in our organization, those moments, those stories, hearing from those scholarship recipients, hearing from our grant winners, following their journeys. I see how it changes their lives. I see how the support from organizations like JP Morgan provide those opportunities to these young Latin music creators. And I'm ambitious to continue to work with purpose, to continue to impact through the wonderful work that all of us at the organization are doing. I have an incredible team at the organization, Becky, Nanette, Kevin, Ismita, the support we get from the Latin Recording Academy, really from all the artists as well. And I'm ambitious about collaborating with great partners like JP Morgan to continue to impact our communities. Thank you for that. Silvana, what about you? It's interesting, the word ambition. As you said, are you ambitious? My first reaction was ambition. And I think that that word meant different things throughout my career. I think ambition started for myself as I was starting. And I think similar to Rocky, ambition for me is now completely tied to purpose. If I translate on what that means is the important voice and the important channel that I can be so that other Latinos and other communities can really be seen for what they bring to the table for their potential, for their strength, and not for the struggles. I think it's really what makes me wake up every day. It's easy for people to be stereotyped or be put in a box that many times does not really serve them well. If through my work, through my voice, and through my heart, I can really help people present themselves and the world see them for the value and the gifts that they bring to the world, I think my ambition is fulfilled. I will work relentless for that because I think everybody brings a very special gift to the world. And I think from a macro level, I have an important responsibility to help reshape the narrative of those who may not be seen for what they really bring to the table. So let's wrap up by looking ahead for this year or a year from now. Silvana, what do you hope that our partnership with the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation will yield? What are you most looking forward to? I think what I'm most looking forward to is growing our impact in terms of scale. So obviously supporting more students and more parents. But I also think taking our partnership to the next level in the sense that, you know, what is the broader journey? Where else can we have touch points with students and parents so that we are with them along the way. Love that. And Rocky, what about you? When we see the impact of the work that we're doing now and really the opportunity to grow, to grow scale, to grow the number of participants, I love that we're including not just parents. We call it Educación Financiera Familia because when we think about culturally our communities, it's really the entire family and it starts at home. 
So we want to make sure that when we think about the next level, that we're growing that impact with students, with families, and really with the community. We're continuing to educate folks so they can create that generational wealth for their families and that they're asking the questions. They don't teach a lot of this at school. And when we talk about Latin music creators, they're focused on their music. You see it all the time. They're relying on a network of attorneys, managers, everyone else, right? We want them to be educated so they know what questions to ask the discussions around their money. I've heard it. I've heard it from the students that they're so focused, whether it's academically or creatively on their music, that often there's a knowledge gap on these issues. And they're so grateful that we're bringing this to the forefront, that we're telling them how important it is to focus on learning about money budgeting and everything that comes along with it, because that that's going to put them in the driver's seat for their career and their future. Well, Rocky and Silvana, it's such a pleasure to speak with you. I am so excited about this partnership and I'm really glad our organizations get to work together. So thank you both. We look forward to seeing the, all the great things that we're going to keep doing together. Thank you so much. And would be remiss if I didn't say that to me, one of the most important things when we have a partner is that we share common values. And working with JP Morgan has been such a pleasure for that exact reason, because we share a common purpose, we share common values, and we're committed to advancing diverse communities. Super well said. I'm just going to end with thank you. And I completely agree. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Rocky and Silvana. I enjoyed hearing about the important work they're doing to support emerging artists and their families and what drives them personally as leaders. Understanding that their ambition is directly tied to their impact and that they're focused on paving the way for others is inspiring. I'm so grateful to work with leaders like this and I look forward to seeing what they do next. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.